Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. My dogs bark towards my window in the middle of the night as I was home alone. I am a teenage male, however I am tall, fairly lanky and my facial hair and features make me look fairly older than I actually am. At this time me and my family moved from a house we hated. However the house we moved into had a major problem with the second floor not being stable. We found this out about a week after moving into the house, so we had to rent one of my mother's boss houses. This house seemed fairly strange to me because it had a lot of huge windows. However, after about a month of living there, I felt at home. This encounter I am about to talk didn't seem creepy to me at first, but now I look back and thinks it's one of the creepiest experiences of my life. I am a very deep sleeper, however, I was woken up to my dogs barking very aggressively. To wake me up, they must have been barking for at least ten minutes. Like I said, I am a deep sleeper, so at first I thought my dad would let them out or something. I was so tired that I didn't realize they were barking, not crying like they always do when they want to go outside or need more water. 
Anyway, after about 10-15 minutes, I realized I must have been home alone. I spent many nights home alone in this house because my parents had to do work in my actual house, and my sister basically lived in her boyfriend's house. However, I wasn't meant to be home alone this night. Being tired, I didn't care and got angry thinking my family were too lazy to get up to see to the dogs, even though I'm the lazy one in the family. I marched out of my door and stood there confused my parents and sister's doors were wide open. I was indeed home alone. Confused I walked downstairs. My dogs were sat in their bed not by the door. They were staring directly at the window directly next to the door whilst barking. For example if you were to knock on the front door you would just have to turn your head to stare directly through the window and at my dogs. I didn't hear a knock on my door and I was tired so I just calmed my dogs down. I guessed my father was at work, but I didn't know where my mother and my sister were. I tried ringing them, but there was no answer. I calmed myself down and let my dogs out. It was a snowy night much snowier than yesterday, and because of this it was fairly light outside. I saw one pair of footprints going in and out of my garden. I was still very tired, and I saw this as evidence of my mother and my sister leaving to go to my actual house for some reason, even though they was coming into the garden, and it was only one pair. When my dogs were done, I wiped the snow off their paws and let them lie on the sofa. I couldn't go back to sleep, so I got my laptop sat down with the dogs playing games. I had my headset on and the volume up all the way. After a few hours, my mother walks into my house. I ask her, What's happening? Where have you been? As she asked me, what are you doing up so early? It was about 5 a.m. now. I explained to her about the dogs barking, and she explained to me she had to drop my sister off at a university trip. I think I was just being a bit paranoid and forget about the whole thing. However, one day my ma'am tells about the previous night when the dog was barking downstairs in the middle of the night. I have moved into my actual house and have been living there for about five months by this time. If my dogs were barking at something it would be two of them, but when my mother walked downstairs it was just one of the dogs barking looking towards here, so we just think my dog got a bit spooked that night, but this brought back memories of that day and I realized that my dogs were both barking very aggressively towards that one window. I also heard a noise of my bin being pushed that I just dismissed as the wind, and I saw the footprints that couldn't have been my mother's because she explained I started snowing while she was driving. I remember this because she the roads were too icy for my mother to drive me to school that day. Was someone creeping through my window? I never checked the back garden, however there could have been footprints there too. If my dogs didn't wake me up that night, could I have been robbed or even worse? Did two sausage dogs save my life? I also seem to have some image in my head of a man peering through a window. Did I see him that night, but was so tired I didn't realize? Well, I doubt I saw him in the corner of my eye, but it's possible. Maybe the two events me and my mother went through are connected. While they probably aren't considering, it was only one of my dogs barking the night my mother was awakened. Three men came looking for me at my house today. It was about 4.45 in the afternoon. My aunt was home alone since my parents were at work, and I was on my way home. She heard a knock at the door and went to answer it when the dogs continued barking, meaning it wasn't a quick delivery or something. 
she was met with three Caucasian young adult men. They were all wearing black, matching, uniforms, though we don't know if they were actually uniforms or not. They came in a white van with blue letters on it. English isn't her first language, so it was hard for her to understand what they were saying because they talked too fast for her. But she understood when they asked for me by name. Is Clementine home? She told them that I wasn't, and they immediately left. They didn't leave a message for me, or a note, or business card, or anything. When I got home shortly after, she told me that some people had been looking for me. They weren't family, obviously, or she would have known them, and they weren't friends of mine. They don't sound like any religious group I've heard of before. They didn't go to our neighbors' houses. They came to our home specifically. And they knew me by my first name. I'm worried about them coming back again. My aunt doesn't live with us, and usually I would be the one home alone at that hour. I'm curious as to who they were and what they wanted with me, but I'm also scared to think how it would have gone if I had opened the door instead. Update. It was emergency mental health services in my area. Someone, I don't know who, called for a welfare check on me. Really wish they'd left a card because this was stressful. Thank you so much for your help and advice, everyone. I really, really appreciate it. Creepy guy outside my house. To be honest, I had only just remembered this a few days ago. If I make any grammar mistakes or anything of that such, then I'm sorry. English is not my first language. So without any further ado, here we go. I grew up in a small town that was about 15 minutes outside of Paris. Yes, this story takes place in France. For personal reasons, I'm not going to name the town, but in short, let's just say it's full of a bunch of elderly people who love to give blood donations. I was around 13, 14 years old, yes, I'm female, so 2012, 2013, and I had recently dropped out of normal school due to sever bullying. Boy, do Roman too have stories about that. Anyways, I began doing online school, which was much easier in the sense of less people picking fights with me. The daily routine me and my family would have would be my older sister leaving early in the morning to go to school, while my leaves the same time but goes to the metro to go to work. My mom would stay home with me a few hours in the morning before going out and doing some work, which would leave me alone all day except for my mom coming to get me so we could occasionally go out to lunch until my sister, dad, and mother come back. I didn't really mind being on my own that much, except for my parents who weren't too happy with me being on my own. At the time I didn't pay attention much to their worries or warnings about the growing dangers in our town and in France in general. When I look back at this now, I realize how weird and slightly creepy this was. I'm just going to tell you what was going on in my town so like this you could understand what I'm about to tell you. Since there were many elderly people, it was pretty easy for people to break in and rob them. I don't want to sound offensive, but there were these Eastern and Romanian old fat men who would come into different towns including mine and recruit teenagers to rob houses while they in return get money, drugs, and so on. Usually the teenagers would run up and down different streets and ring people's doorbells. Well, I guess I should say fence bells. In France, everyone has a fence around their house, and no, we do not have guns. Unless you're a hunter and work at a market or something, but there are still a lot of restrictions. That and police officers have guns. Anyways, the teens would come up to people's houses, ring their doorbell, wait a few minutes, 
watch the house for a few minutes, then run off. They usually did this to see who would respond. It was a way of checking to see who's home and if someone is even home or not. When this happens, it's best to call the police. When this happens, the teens try to outrun the cop cars. Sometimes there are fake entrepreneurs who ring people's doorbells and try to get them to open their gates and sell them something. They're really just wanting you to open your gate so they can get in and rob you. Recently before this incident, an old lady was beaten and robbed because she opened her gate for two police officers. They said they wanted to ask her some questions for a case. They weren't real police officers. Now that you know about that, my story will make much more sense now. The teens running up to people's gates was also a very daily to weekly thing, so we were all used to it. I'm quite a curious person, so when the doorbell rang, I peeped my head out of the curtains to see who it was. I have a really good memory, so I still remember what this guy looked like. He had one of those American high school sports team red and white hoodie thing. Sorry, I don't know what that's called. His hair was slightly spiky from what looked like hair gel, and he wore dark blue skinny jeans with some white sneakers. Personally, I don't think he saw me at the time since I just stuck my head through the curtains for a few seconds. I know my parents told me to call the police, but I didn't feel threatened. Besides, he must have known the call the police routine by now. Eventually, he left, and I went on with my work. The next couple of weeks, I'd see him come up and ring the doorbell, wait, scan the house, then leave. This started to happen more and more frequently, and I still never called the police on him. I guess I figured that if something were to happen, I'd use my taekwondo on him and his buddies, but I highly doubted something would happen. On some days, he would come early in the morning and watch my father and older sister leave the house, while he just stood there watching them. Then he'd come back when my mom would leave the house in our family car and watch her drive away. I still didn't think any of this was that suspicious or anything bad. It soon got to the point he would just stand outside the house, across the road just watching and scanning the house for hours on end till my mom would come home. One day I saw him in his usual spot across the street just staring at the house again. He must have been there for a few hours until a black tinted window car pulled up. He got in and the car sat there for a few minutes before driving away slowly. I thought this was odd but never mentioned it to my parents. Well done younger me. A few days later I was doing my schoolwork when my mom told me she was going out to buy something. I just nodded at her and continued my work. This following part will be from what my mom told me. My mom had pulled the car out of the garage and was about to leave the house when she made eye contact with the teen. He had some kind of creepy grin on his face. My mom felt something was off and pulled back into the garage and closed the gate. She came upstairs and told me to come with her because she didn't like the way this guy was just standing in front of the house and grinning like that. Personally, I didn't want to get up and go anywhere, but my mom forced me to come with her. When we pulled out of the garage and were in the street, my mom closed the gate. I turned my head and made eye contact with the teen. He looked really pissed and angry about something. As we drove away, I turned my head to look back at him and saw he was turned towards us, watching me and my mom drive away. He stood there still looking pissed till we were out of sight. Once we were out of sight, my mom told me how creepy he looked and called the police to come to the house. Nothing ever came of this and our house was never robbed. Now that I come to think of this memory, it's much more creepier than I originally saw it as, 
like if he was just checking out the house to see if it was possibly a good place to break into and rob. Why did he look so pissed when he saw me in the back seat of my mom's car? This is an incident that occurred when I was around nine years old. Even today, 34 female, I still think about what could have been. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. As a child, my parents both worked full-time, and sometimes they couldn't find or afford a babysitter when I had winter or summer, spring break. So I would be home alone until either one of them returned from work. There were two main rules. One, never answer the door. Two, don't play too close to the windows in case someone is watching. I was 100% guilty of hanging near the window. I liked the lighting and I was a bored kid. Come on, no one had ever knocked on the door before while I was alone. So my father leaves for work and he goes over the rules again. After a few hours of playing near the window, someone knocks on the door. I freeze, I don't answer they knock again. At this point in my little mind, I'm thinking it has to be someone I know if they're knocking twice. So I answer. I open the door and there is an intimidating woman with a clipboard, wearing a hat with an American flag on it. Very official looking to a child. She asks how old I am. I lie and say I'm 12. She says that she is from some institution that I can't remember. She tells me, you're a liar. You're home alone and it's illegal. You have to come with me now, let's go. I start crying very loudly because I'm scared to get my parents in trouble. And after all, this woman is an adult. She must be right, right? I almost went with her. I started crying even louder. A neighbor made a noise in our complex and the lady all of a sudden tells me, Never mind, it's okay. You don't have to come with me. SHH, she hurried off. At the time, my parents weren't doing well financially, so I didn't have landline. Mm -hmm. Cell phones? Not in 1996. Couldn't call my family. Couldn't call 911. I waited all day for my dad to come home. 
I am assuming that she knew I was alone because she had been watching me. I never really spoke on the incident because I felt like it was my fault for breaking the rules. I often think about how lucky I am that I didn't leave with her. In my grandparents' older house, I swear I heard footsteps above me coming from the second floor. When I told them, they chalked it up to the foundation creaking, but to me, it was distinct footsteps. I also had a glass coffee pot fall to the floor and shatter there, but we chalked that up to the heavy trucks driving by. Their coffee maker was mounted to the bottom of the kitchen upper cabinets, so when they were home, it was no big deal because they'd use it daily and push it back in unknowingly. However, I was house-sitting for them when this happened. As the trucks drove by, the house would shake, so we think it slowly inched forward until it tipped over and broke on the floor. It scared the crap out of me while I was in the basement to hear breaking glass upstairs. I was going through a period where I was trying to open myself up more spiritually as a way to combat PTSD and depression. After a while I started to sense something else in my house. In the corner of my eye I would see moving reflections in the stainless steel fridge at night time, even with all the windows and blinds closed. After staying open-minded to the possibility there was something or someone there eventually the flash of reflections manifested themselves more into my direct line of sight. The apparitions were a pair, one in the shape of a child and one an adult. They were very faint and were more like a watery effect golden unfinished outline of a person, and the longer I looked they would completely fade away. I was really doubting myself that I'd seen anything at all. So I was home alone one night and was looking directly at the childlike apparition, and it popped into my head that I had one of those Ghost Finder apps on my phone. For a chuckle I thought I'd turn it on and let it do its thing and scan for any presence of a ghost. Hand on heart, within five seconds this app pin pointed the apparition I'd been looking at slightly off to my left and two meters away. I'm still pessimistic, but that was spooky as hell. Not long after I started dating my now husband, I was staying at his place where he lived with his mom and dad. The house is a 100-year-old farmhouse, and my boyfriend's room was in the attic, which was just one large open room with his bed on one side with some cupboards and the old chimney on the other. The chimney was visible from the bed. On this night, my boyfriend was away for work. His parents were asleep downstairs in their own rooms, and it was about 4 a.m. I had a really bizarre nightmare. There were black rabbits running into their burrows, but in reverse and the sound was like a record being played backwards. I remember the sense of being chased. I woke up with a jump and remember sitting up to have a drink of water and wake myself up, checked the time on my phone, and they lay there telling myself it was just a dream and I was okay. I was looking towards the old chimney when I realized there was a dim green light coming from behind it. I thought it was my imagination and kept staring trying to figure out what it was. The light slowly got brighter, then suddenly a dark figure with a neon green backlight peeked out from around behind the chimney. I yelped and dived under the covers and stayed there, only sticking my hand put after what felt like forever to turn on the bedside light. I know I was awake and I stayed awake, 
only getting out from under the blankets when I heard my boyfriend's parents in the kitchen the next morning. I brushed it off to them as a weird dream because I didn't want them to think I was odd, but I know I was fully awake when I saw the green light. My boyfriend, his siblings, and his parents had never had any strange experiences in the house, and I never had another. Two years ago now. Lived in a home with wife, kids, and small dog. Spouse was at work and kids were with grandparents for the weekend. It was just me, don't like using a ton of lights because electric bill. I was in our kitchen making myself some food and waiting by the stove when I heard a bang and a giggle. I figured it was the dog bumping into one of the automated sensor-activated child toys. Ignores it. Shortly after that, about five minutes or so, I turned and saw a little girl with black hair and dress walking through the living room and into the kitchen dining area by the door and then turned back around, essentially tracing the steps back into the rear of the home. With how the home was set up, you could see the entire living room, kitchen, and dining room, but the rooms were down a hall and split off. I don't believe in ghosts or spirits one bit, not a religious man, but this put the fear of God into me. I was near the door, so as soon as I saw her wander back into the rear of the home, I shut the stove off and ran out the door. Nothing packed, left food on stove, everything as it was, and just left. I didn't come back until the next day. To this day, I have no idea what it was or whether it was real or I was hallucinating. None of my kids have black hair, so I was beyond confused. Terrified. We just bought the home and haven't even been living there a year. Needless to say, a ton of other things were weird with the home, so we sold right before our two-year mark and moved on. I'll preface this story by saying that I've had plenty of paranormal experiences I can't explain in my house, which I've lived in all my life and 33 years old. Anyways, the moment in question I was focused on playing solitaire on my tablet while sitting on the toilet doing my business. Suddenly out of the corner of my eye, I saw the shower curtain get pulled back, and then I heard a child giggling with small childlike footsteps running out of the bathroom and down the hall. Now I was alone at home when this happened, but I just said, really, trying to scare me while I'm taking a shit. I had a funny reaction like that because by that point I had largely become desensitized to all the paranormal events that were occurring like lights flashing on off, appliances turning off, things moving, etc. This incident was the one that easily had no logical way to explain it as it happened directly in front of me and I could find nothing to explain the shower curtain or the vibrations in the floor from the childlike footsteps or the giggling. The good thing is that after this event, all paranormal events in my house ceased. This is going to get lost in the comment section, I bet, but might as well. Went on a trip to Guanajuato with friends in 2021. We were at an Airbnb in San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. Five of us, three bedrooms. I had my own and the only other male had his. Three of the girls had the biggest bedroom and wanted to share. First night, they said they felt a creepy vibe so they really all decided to ditch the bedroom and use inflatable beds in the living room floor. I went to my bedroom, bathroom door creeped open. I got scared and get the F out. 
Woke one of the girls up and asked if I could sleep with them in not a creep I swear just scared aft. So I sleep in one of the couches unused later that night around 4 a.m. I wake up to very clear and loud footsteps, even as if someone is lifting a table upstairs and slamming it. I look around and everyone else is awake with their eyes peeled, but no one is saying a word because we're all scared to death. This went on for 15 minutes. Day 2 comes and we all talk about it. The only person that night upstairs was my friend who swore didn't hear anything at all, but we know him and he is a person that does not mess around with that kind of stuff. He believes in light codes, so when he goes and stays somewhere he puts a bunch of weird looking sigils and signs all over for protection and whatnot. We spoke with the lady who comes and cleans in the morning, and we asked her if anyone had ever mentioned her of anything paranormal happening there. Without mentioning our experience to her, and she said some mentioned very haunting footsteps upstairs, we get creeped out. Night 2 comes. This time, we all sleep all over the living room floor because we're all scared. Around the same time, we hear the banging noises and steps, and it's like there was a bar fight upstairs. None of us dare to go check it out. We just let it pass. Next morning comes, and we get the hell out of there. I'm not a believer of anything, so I still don't know what to make of it. When I was younger, I used to visit my grandparents all the time. They lived in a one-floor house with an unfinished basement, and I never liked it down there. It felt small for a big basement. There was a little door down there that was for storage, and I always got a horrible feeling when getting close to it. I felt so uncomfortable going down there that I would avoid it at all costs. I remember going down there with my grandma to help her with something. At some point, she had to run upstairs because the phone rang. She said she'd be right back, even though she knew how I felt about being down there by myself. I nodded and said okay. She was gone, and I was all alone. I started to get a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. Even though the lights were on, it was incredibly creepy. This is when everything started to get really scary. The light started to flicker, and I began to hear noises that sounded like talking, but it was not coming from upstairs, it was coming from the storage room. I heard someone say my name, and the voice sounded like my grandma. I was confused. How am I hearing this when she's upstairs? I didn't want to move, but being the curious one that I was, I started to move towards the storage room. The closer I got, the more uneasy I felt. When I got to the door, the lights suddenly went off in the basement. I wanted to run upstairs and hide, to go anywhere that wasn't that place. I heard my name again for the second time. It was my grandma's voice asking me to open the door and help her, so I did. But I instantly regretted it. I couldn't see anything, it was pitch black. I couldn't hear anything but a faint laughing that seemed to go on forever. But then the laughing stopped and the lights turned back on. I felt a bit better with the lights on, but the downside was that now I could see into the storage room. I saw a small clown doll in that storage room, and my grandma hates clowns with a passion, so I don't know where that doll came from. I have no idea. Then the lights flickered again, and I saw what looked like red blood all over the place. I screamed and blacked out. The next thing I knew, I was lying on the couch. My grandma was looking at me, asking if I was okay. I have no idea what happened down there, but it really freaked me out.